You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Nicholas Shedron, president of Nixus Incorporated, is our guest today for our first two segments. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. Nicholas, welcome to the program. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure to have you. Why don't we start very simply, Nicholas, by asking you to talk to us a little bit about your professional experience, kind of your path to founding and running Nexus Incorporated? Sure. Um, I'm an electronic engineer, so I've always been interested on computers and electronics. Um, I came to the country, to the U.S., as an IT manager. So I worked for IT as an IT manager for a couple of companies until... Um, the boom of the the down of the internet market. So I lost my job okay. during the time I was working for a pre-IPO internet company, uh, and we went under, you know, through after the the recession with the internet. Sure. So I found myself uh, without a job. My wife at that point was pregnant of wow. our first child, so I had to do something about it. I knew it was going to take some time before I can get a new job, since you know nobody was hiring. Right. So in the meantime, while I was looking for a job, I decided to start my own company, and I launched a website. I had some expertise on, on webs uh, and marketing tools, so, so I decided to launch my first uh, commerce site selling computers from home. Hmm. So that's how we start with Nixie. So okay. um, I started the company actually from the garage. So that sounds like 2000, 2001? That was 2002. Okay, that 2002? Was, correct. Uh, that was 2002. <clears throat> um, so I started the company from the garage. Uh, and little by little, you know, we were growing until at one point, pretty much, I had to get out of the house uh, and start, you know, get the first the first uh, office space where I got a sublease from, from a friend. Um, at that point, I had to make the decision, okay, should I go and try to get my job or, or continue with Nixis since, you know, I knew that after a couple of years being out of the market, it would be difficult to get a new job. So I decided just to go for it, uh, and that was being almost what? 12 years 12 ago. 12 years ago. Correct. Great. So let's talk about Nixus today. What is it that your company does? Why do com- why do people do business with you over others who may claim to do something similar to the products and services that you sell? Well, we pretty much uh, we do two different things. The, the first one, as we start, is doing custom-built computers and servers. So that's how we start the company. We start uh, selling computers that were pretty much custom build and also towards Linux and Unix. Okay. But then after that, we were kind of looking at our niche, our positioning in the market, uh, and we found an interesting opportunity by selling uh, computers that can support legacy technology. Hmm. Uh, so it's not only legacy software, but also legacy hardware. What, what do I mean about that? It's, it's pretty much we can support 
older operating systems such as DOS, Windows NT, Windows 2000, Windows 98, Windows XP, and even Windows 7 now is becoming obsolete. If you want to go and try to buy a computer that goes Windows 7, right. uh, you won't be able to. So, so we, we still manufacture those computers that can support those uh, operating systems and softwares, but also we support um, legacy architecture, uh, one of the most... Uh, important ones right now is the ISA slot that has been discontinued 20 years ago, but there's still a lot of infrastructure that is based on that ISA slot. So during the recession, uh, we, dis we realized, you know, the, grand, the, the Great Recession, we realized that we were depending only on a product-based company. So at that point, we decided to, to s diversify and go into the service side. Okay. So now we, pro you know, we offer um, managed IT services for small, mid-sized businesses in the uh, Southern California area. Now, what is nice about our manufacturing background and that we support legacy technology is that we can support our customers much better because we can actually fulfill uh, with a server immediately if they, they have a server down and also we can still maintain and support their legacy infrastructure. We are not an right. IT company that comes and says, oh, you need to upgrade all what you have. Sometimes that's not possible. Right. So, so we can differentiate ourselves in the managed services as well. Okay, so, so Nixus is both now a hardware company, platform provider, specializing in legacy platforms, and also now a managed service provider and a, and a software service provider for companies, many times the same clients is what I hear you saying. Correct. And, and are those middle market firms? Are they large corporations? What, what type of clients enjoy doing business with your firm the most? All right, uh, again, it, we have the two different sides. You know, in the, in the legacy technology, we have uh, from individuals that they have some kind of, for example, there are some people that they have uh, visually impaired, mm -hmm. and there's some technology that allows them to use computers that are based on ISA or DOS. Uh, that you cannot buy new computers with that technology. We have customers that, again, individuals that um, like to play all games like DOS or based on Windows 98, so they buy from us. But also we have uh, large uh, companies like Boeing, the military, the federal government, all the universities, that right. they have a large infrastructure based on legacy technology that they still need computers, so they purchase from us. It sounds like that's a blue ocean strategy in the sense of what I mean by that, Nicholas, is that um, there's competition everywhere, I understand that, but maybe supporting those legacy platforms, there may be slightly less competitors in that space just because of the amount of knowledge you have to have to be able to find the parts, build the products, support them. I mean, that's not... Uh, I don't know that there is as many people trying to service that demand as selling a Windows 8 laptop or notebook or something. Well, today. correct. I mean, there's a lot of challenges, but for us it was always how can we differentiate from right. the rest? I mean, every every morning I wake up in the morning and say, how can I be different? You know, what can I do in order to, to, to be able to differentiate myself? So this is a way that we found. Uh, and yes, it's a niche market, it's a small niche market, so I guess bigger com players are not interested. Right. Plus there are a lot of challenges. Um, a lot of the components that are required to build these computers are not available any longer, has been discontinued, as I mentioned, maybe 20 years ago. So one of the challenges is actually to source those parts. Uh, these days we actually manufacture those in, in China, um, source some ones in the US, the ones we can. So we not only right now selling the computers, we also are selling the components. Wow. Because you still have computers that are actually functioning, but maybe a component has damaged, 
And now we're sourcing those ones, we manufacture those ones, and we're selling them as well. I love it when we have entrepreneurs on the radio program that have uh, found successful niches and exploited them because the, the critical size of that niche is sufficient to drive a successful business like Nexus, and the competitors have exited it, and companies are still, and you throw out some pretty large names, including the federal government, that are dependent on these legacy platforms. They're not ready to uh, upgrade everything. They just need somebody who can keep the systems running in correct i mean because upgrade might have two challenges not just the cost but also that the software that has been implemented it will not run right. on the new in the new architecture the new infrastructure yes wow okay we're talking with nicholas shedron he is the president founder of nixus incorporated we're going to take our first commercial break here on critical mass radio show when we come back i'm going to ask him to share with us his guiding principle on the radio program so don't go anywhere we'll be right back after these words from our valued sponsors Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. 
You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Nicholas Shedron is our guest. And I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. In the past 30 days, you've downloaded close to 16,000 shows. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All right, Nicholas, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to share your guiding principle, kind of your overarching philosophy for how you've built and continue to grow Nixus Incorporated. Can you share that with us? Sure. Um, the first one is quality. If you produce any quality service or product, you know, people are going to, they're going to see the difference and they're going to buy. So we don't compete on prices. We compete on quality. We try to provide the best quality we can at every single thing that we do at, the, at Nixus. If we if we don't use our own services, if we don't, we'll, if we won't buy our own products, then we just don't produce. You know, sure. if you're gonna, if you're not gonna use your own services and products, then why anybody else is gonna do it? So we really look for quality and, and we try to improve and and make everything that we do every day better. Okay. The second one is customer support. At the end of the day, uh, customers are your boss. If you are not performing to their satisfaction, they're pretty much going to fire you. So, so that's what we do. We do quality products, and we provide the best customer support we can. That's interesting because it sounds like it dovetails nicely with your, your value proposition, too, because I would think many times, <clears throat> especially on the legacy computer side, when they're finally finding you and asking you to help them, they're probably pretty desperate, right, or need help in figuring out how do I keep my legacy platforms working and viable. Because Correct. It, it, they, they don't know what to do. Well, I mean, I, in many cases, the situation is that customers, they don't know where to find right. a, a legacy technology. And usually these computers are actually controlling manufacturing plants. Wow. So suddenly the computer that controls the manufacturing plant is down, so they are down. And they call us desperately. Yeah, it's a mission we need, critical. Correct. We need a computer. Can you ship it by tomorrow? Right. And say, if you need it by tomorrow, you will have it by tomorrow. And sometimes we had to go, you know, to drive and work until late and go get the parts and, and go to UPS and try to get the latest, you know, shipping to make sure that we can deliver and have uh-huh. them um, have the computer by the next day because we know it's important for them. Right. And then once they find you, they're probably so relieved that somebody's actually still able to understand what it is they need and support them the product that works first time every time that's great let's talk a little bit about your strategy of going after the legacy pc market you know i uh, <clears throat> again i think this is a great strategy it's perfect for middle market firms to look for underrepresented niches and then to become an expert in that field it really is a point of differentiation what is it that you're offering to these companies that they can't get elsewhere our value proposition on the legacy is that we actually produce custom-built legacy computers that support legacy software and architecture. 
there are not many people who have the knowledge, the capacity, uh, and, and the tools to do this. So that's a good niche for us because of this. Now, the challenge is, again, source the parts to be able to fulfill the needs for the right. customers. That is pretty much the biggest challenge. Um, to the point where sometimes you have to make it yourself. Correct. We need to manufacture. You can't source it anymore. You, you cannot buy. You have, to, you have to source it. You have to manufacture. <laughs> and for that, you need investment. You know, you need to have a cash flow. It's always an issue. You need to buy in quantities. Uh, you cannot just buy, you know, few. You have to actually take risk and, and, and make sure that you're going to buy this and, and be able to sell it later. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge is also for people to know that we exist. You know, how do you let them know? When you have right. a, a Windows 98 computer that dies, you're probably going to go to your local computer store. That's what I would think. Right? And they will tell you, no, that's, that it's not available any longer. So be able to... to let people know that we are out there and we are an option, a choice for them, it's probably one of the challenges. So right. one of our major um, way of advertising is online. Uh, if you have this kind of system, very likely you're going to try to look for something online. Okay, so, so coming up in the Google search for around correct. some set of keywords. Correct. So so we, we, we have done a lot of search, search engine optimization. We are well ranked in many of the pages. Right. But still, it's still a, a challenge, you know, because you might don't even think about going and, and search, especially when you have people who are still using Windows 98 computers. They might not be very computer, you know, friendly, so they probably go to try to talk to someone about it, right. the options. So that's one of the challenges, to be able to to let people know that we are an option and, and that we can help them. Yeah, because I would think once they've found you, they're going to stay with you because you, you're you a one-stop shop and you can help them. Correct. Not just on the hardware, but also on the service. Right. Okay, so let's talk about the managed care service. This is a growing field, right? More and more companies realize, mm -hmm. and they don't have to be that large. Uh, many of our clients, uh, many of our listeners run companies with $100 million of revenue and less. And you, you can be a couple million dollar company and you can benefit from having managed services watch your computers and your systems. It's amazing how much computational power are in companies now of all different sizes. So how do you approach that market, which is a very different space from your legacy products that you manufacture? We we try to do the same. First, we try to create a quality product. So we have we have invested in a lot of technology to become as efficient as possible. We have invested in the best tool in the market to monitor and manage the computers. Second, we try to differentiate our, ourselves. You know what makes us different from from the hundreds of consultants that are out there. So we focus on customer support. We have all the support in, in here in our office in California. We don't outsource any of the support. Uh, you pick up our phone and you call someone, and someone will answer the phone immediately. Mm. We have some a person we call the dispatcher that the full function is only to pick up the phone and be able to help the customer. Now we're trying to get into certain markets. We are becoming HIPAA-compliant companies, so we can provide companies that require to be HIPAA-compliant, like healthcare practices. Right. Doctors' um, offices. Correct. Right. So so that is very challenging. And and these offices, even small, no matter how many how many doctors, if it's even a single doctor, if they, they deal with uh, patient records, right. they need to have a company that can manage the services and they know HIPAA. Uh -huh. uh, and we are actually doing that right now. And if I understand that space correctly, it's not only when something goes wrong, 
it's also in managed services, it's watching their computer systems for them to help predict if they're going to have a problem based on the diagnostics that your software is getting from their, their different computers. Correct. That, that's a great point. I mean, what we say, we, we provide peace of mind because we do a lot of proactive work. We do 90% of the work is proactive. We're monitoring the computers 24-7, 365 days of the, uh, you know, of the year. Uh, we can identify issues even before the customer know there was an issue. So that's again is we're trying to bring the best customer support we can. Uh, what we try is to make sure that our customers don't, they, they don't even realize that we are working for them because their computer working 100% all the time. Right, and I can't imagine many businesses, and that are listening to us either live today or here as an iTunes or off of iTunes or Spreaker, that if your computer systems didn't have a failure, wouldn't impact your business, right? Who can run a business anymore today that if their computer system had a problem, that you could still do business as usual? Correct. I, I mean, can't. You can't. I can't. You can't. We've yeah. become so reliant on them. <laughs> you it, go home if your computers are not working. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're talking with Nicholas Shedron. He is president and founder of Nixus Incorporated, uh, a bifurcated business, two interesting business models with very clear clients that they're servicing. So if you happen to be a CEO of a middle market firm and you have some legacy operating systems running around and programs, you may want to bookmark this uh, interview for future reference because Nixus might be able to help you, God forbid, if you have any hardware or software problems. It's interesting how much computers are embedded. You said manufacturing. It, just in the basic processes, when, when it's running right, you might forget that they're there. It's when it has a hiccup that you go, oh, my goodness, that's right. We bought that you know, 20 years ago. What the heck? What are we going to do with it, right? Correct. Yeah, it's not like uh, the secretary or your... Yeah, your usually we don't get calls to say hello. We just you know, get calls to say because someone is in trouble, they yeah. need help right away. Yeah, yes. yeah my, my manufacturing line's down, Nicholas. Help me. Correct. Okay. Yes. What is it that most middle market companies overlook when they create their customer servers? You know, how, 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 do you, how can they better utilize solutions to build their brand and their business? You, you talked about customer services being a hallmark of Nexus. In your experience with middle market firms, what are they missing in that area that could, could really help them? I would say it's customer support again. Uh, people believe that a service just a, as a commodity, and they see it that. So they compete in prices. So they pretty much they build a computer, they ship it, and then then every time a customer calls back for help, it's costing that. So so they see a computer as or a server as a commodity. We see it as a service for our customer. So I I believe that the instead of competing in prices, they should be competing in quality and support, mm -hmm. and that's what we do at Nixus. Excellent. So if someone would like to learn more about Nixus, can you tell us how you how they'd find you online? Yeah, the easy way is to go to our website. It's uh, www.nixus.com. It's n-i-x-s-y-s.com. Uh, probably the best way. All the information is in our website. Okay, that's <coughs> n-i-x-s-y-s. N-I-X-S-Y-S.com. Correct. Nixus. Well, thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome uh, to the Critical Mass community. Thank you for providing support for companies that have a need. I think this idea of finding a niche and exploiting it as a middle market firm is a great way to create uh, awareness and market domination. And I think, Nicholas, you were right on with what you've done. I wish you continued success in your business. Thank you very much, Richard, for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, we're going to take our second commercial break. Laura Ledoux, legal business coach and uh, owner of Laura Ledoux Esquire, will be our second guest. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking with her in just a few minutes after these words from our valued sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. 
with 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers. For over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, buninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am Rick Franzi and your host, as I said, Laura Ledoux, legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire is in the studio. She's in the house, as we say, but she is in the studio. You know, our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to this show to learn from our guests like Laura. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program and with our exclusive prospect engagement program we deliver up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year if you'd like to learn more about this exciting program contact rose chamora 951-515-4661 that's 951-515-4661 all right laura welcome to the program Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. I am in the house. How you are, are you? I'm great. And Laura has spoken to at least one of my CEO peer groups. She came in and helped them to understand some different topics around the legal area. She is a legal. She has such an interesting business model. And, and before we get to the business model, 
let's talk about you. Can, you. can you share a little bit about your professional background? How did you end up in this chair today? I ended up in this chair today as a result of meeting you at the Center Club because you gave me directions. There you go. Yeah, so that was okay, That cool. was a very literal interpretation of my question. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate But like, like professionally, what did you no, do? No, I know. Uh, well, I originally went to law school at Loyola, New Orleans, and I practiced there for a couple of years doing uh, civil rights work in real estate. And I ended up moving to Chicago where I, I achieved an LLM in real estate, which is a postdoctorate degree with a one-year concentration in a particular subject, which in my case was real estate. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, and I spent a couple years representing the city of Chicago, Department of Aviation, other public entities through a private law firm. And then I ultimately opened my own firm where I was excited to be representing small business owners because other than that short stint working for law firms, for the majority of my career as a lawyer and prior to that, I was an entrepreneur. Okay. So I have a, you know, I have that dual kind of thing going on with having both the legal aspect and knowledge as well as being an entrepreneur for the majority of my career. Right. And those so, are different parts of your brain. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Entrepreneur is totally right brain. And more than people think, the, the law goes back and forth, but it really lives more in the left brain. But there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. Okay. So I, I started my own practice where I represented small business owners starting up, setting up their LLCs, negotiating their shopping center leases and other things like that, making sure they had the appropriate independent contractor agreements in place, helping them identify how they should hire employees, when they should hire employees, should they be 1099ing them, you know, what were the legal ramifications of that, what were the tax aspects of that, and all of that. That's impressive just to hear you rattle off that list of things that an entrepreneur has to even consider when starting a business. It's it's why I think starting a business is one of the most challenging things, if not the hardest thing to do in business, because of all these, if you haven't had the experience yet, how do you know what, you don't even know what you don't know. Absolutely, and that's what I define as a blind spot, and we can get more into that in, okay. a, in a few minutes, but... When I sit down with business owners, and even when I'm networking, I ask them what their legal strategy is. They kind of get that deer in the headlights look. And most entrepreneurs, even established corporations, don't have one. Right. And that's what I help my clients do. Not to get do. sued, right? That's my legal strategy. Right. So I moved back to California in 08, which is where I'm originally from. And you know, I said that thing, I'm never going to practice law again. And I was working in alternative energy for a while, and then I ended up consulting with some law firms and... As a result of, you know, sometimes our failures create our greatest successes. I failed okay. the California bar exam and I didn't feel led to take it again. And I developed this business model where I basically coach entrepreneurs that are either starting out or already established. I help them identify a legal strategy for their business that not only protects their business, but it also helps them identify ways that they can increase their revenue through the use of strategic alliances, joint ventures, and things like that. And then I also help them learn how to use legal strategies as marketing. What do you mean by legal strategies? That's a great question. So for example, in marketing, People don't realize the power of marketing yourself with an agreement. So let's say you're approaching somebody to do a strategic alliance or to do a joint venture. If you come to the table, not with just a proposal, but you actually have a legal document attached to that that spells out exactly how it is that you want to work with that company or that individual, it really puts you above the rest of the competition because they really see your seriousness. And of course you say this is open to negotiation right. and that type of thing. But it really it, it really sets the entrepreneur 
ahead of the crowd and just makes them look more professional, more serious, more ready to rock and roll. And while I'm not licensed in California, I either liaison with my clients' attorneys, help them identify when they need attorneys, because a lot of times they don't need attorneys for what they think they actually need attorneys for. Or if they need an actual licensed attorney, I have contract attorneys that are licensed in California that I work with. Okay. And I still work with clients in Illinois and Louisiana. We're speaking with well. Laura, sorry, Laura Ledoux. She's legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire. L- let me ask you, it was always my belief that if you can control the paper in a negotiation, it's a good pl- it's a good starting point. It, he or she who introduces the first piece of paper that is the governing document that gets modified, generally that's an opportunity to be in, a, in an advantage. Not that we don't negotiate for win-wins, especially, but I think it really is important for smaller companies when they're dealing with bigger companies. If you can get your paper on the table versus taking their standardized boilerplate in a I think I think it's an opportunity and maybe an advantage or Absolutely, that's a good point, Rick. It does it's it 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 makes it gives you not necessarily the upper hand, but it gives you sort of the opening pitch. It's kind of like having home field advantage. Right. Because even if it is a bigger corporation and they come back with their boilerplate language, you've at least opened the negotiation with that and then you have that to work with and you can sort of meld mm. the two together. Right. And I do help my clients with negotiation. A lot of people think that they get a boilerplate contract from a larger corporation or somebody that they feel wields a bigger stick than they do. And they think, oh, that's it. All bets are off. I've got to sign this. And, and they want you to think that, right? Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They, is... they send you this intimidating document yeah. that's like 38 Everybody pages this, yeah. when it could be like 12. And, you know, people just go, oh, gosh, I better sign it. And they don't think of consulting someone like me or consulting an attorney. And they end up just signing it. And in many cases, that can come back to bite them. Right. Can, can a legal strategy then be to have your own paper for a governing document, at least to get it introduced in the conversation, or also to demonstrate to larger partners that you have awareness of what a legal strategy and document would look like? I, I think sometimes entrepreneurs might work, walk in there really not prepared to do business the way the big companies are prepared to do business. And for that, they're on their heels from the beginning. Absolutely. And also with respect to just when do I incorporate what type of entity do I select? Because unless you have significant assets when you're first opening up a business, if you have like a home or if you have significant assets in your business that you need to protect, you don't really need to set up a corporation until you're making grossing about 60 grand a year. Okay. And a lot of people don't understand that. I made that mistake at the beginning here in California and I was paying $800 for the first year in my minimum tax, which that year I actually got back. But you don't, you know, I didn't really need to be incorporated at that time. So it's just, I sit with my clients initially and I see where they are in their particular businesses, what their revenue is, what their projections are, what their budgets are. And I help them identify how their a legal strategy for their business, find out what kind of growth plans they have, find out where they want to be, find out what partners that that might be in their industry that they want to form strategic alliances with. For example, I have a client who sells bathing suits that are specifically for athletes, for female athletes. So they stay in place. She sells them to volleyball players and Mm. swimmers and divers and things like that. niche, right? Absolutely. So she's got strategic alliances that she can do. She's working with the military right now. She's got strategic alliances that she can do with other sporting companies that are targeting those markets, joint ventures, things of that nature. So there are a lot of different ways that she can increase her revenue just by who she partners with. Okay. And an example of a big 
a big joint venture, strategic, and actually it was a strategic alliance, was between Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, and Campbell's Soup. Because he piggybacked on their marketing, on their branding, oh. on their international reputation, and that allowed his book to take off and become a household name. Oh. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And not everything, of course, is going to be on that scale. Some businesses are local businesses. You know, she might end up partnering up with Quicksilver or Billabong or something like that with sure. a surfer. Sure. Well, so. you know, the interesting thing about your business model, because you did speak to one of my groups along this line, helping them understand what a legal strategy or legal strategies means. That's kind of why I'm picking at it a little bit with you, because they found a lot of value in that conversation, Laura. Um, but but the other side of it is, too, you don't have to be very big before you have to probably sign something that has terms and conditions on it, right? I mean, you don't have to be a very large. But as a as an entrepreneur, sometimes they're wary of getting legal advice because they're not sure if they really need it or not. And you sort of strike me as being that great intermediary where you're not trying to sell them services because you can't perform the services, right? Correct. You, you wouldn't. You would delegate no. that. So you're really there to show up to help them with clear thinking. Exactly. Thank you for for making it so clear. Right. Because which I think is great because you're not going to try to I mean there's there's really no vested interest in you getting them to do something they don't need to do from a legal contracts perspective because it's not, not a revenue source for you. You're there to help them develop a legal strategy which I and I say not to get sued because jokingly when you presented to the group that was sort of the consensus opinion. Well, I'm just happy if it, if nothing bad happens. Right. And that's that's how a lot of entrepreneurs <coughs> approach things without really taking into account well what can I do beyond just right. not getting sued? What can I do to actually take the law and use it to my advantage and a lot of entrepreneurs just go and you know bury their head in their in the sand when it comes to the legal aspect of things with and a lot of lawyers don't show entrepreneurs the opportunities they have to take the law and have it bend and flow for them so that it's actually working for them and Imagine it's a that. tool and an opportunity to increase their revenue and not just protect their assets. Well, this is just part of the value that Laura Ledoux can deliver as the legal coach and business coach. And what an interesting niche you've carved out for yourself, Laura. We're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I've got a bunch of questions that I've developed. Well, actually, Crystal Nunley and I and Laura have developed. I'm not sure how many of them we're going to get to in the second half, but there's a lot of good ones here on, on paper, ladies and gentlemen. Laura and I are having a a interesting dialogue. And we're going to come back and continue that conversation. And I promise you, Crystal, we'll, we'll, we're going to delve into some of the questions that are on the sheet as well. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. we be right back after these words from our valued sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up. Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. 
UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Laura Ledoux is our featured guest in this segment. She's legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire. Uh, I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. Uh, That's easy to do because we're on iTunes and Stitcher.com and Spreaker.com, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded close to 16,000 episodes of the Critical Mass Radio Show series, and we appreciate your continued and growing support. You know, in the first segment, Laura, we said we were going to talk about uh, a little bit more about identifying the blind spots that entrepreneurs and middle market CEOs have. Can you address those a little bit more for our audience as it relates to legal strategies, etc.? Of course. What I define a blind spot as is what you don't know that you don't know. And uh, the biggest thing, and this sort of goes along with my overarching philosophy on my business, the, the first thing that most entrepreneurs fail to recognize is what they need to protect, when they need to protect it, and how they need to protect it. And the second thing that they have a blind spot about is when to expand, how to expand, and what legal strategy to employ when expanding. So my underlying philosophy is protection first, expansion second. Okay. What happens is as entrepreneurs are starting out and things are growing and they're getting excited and they're seeing revenue come in, a lot of times the the um, draw is to just go, oh, expand, look at this. You know, it's kind of like the shiny object syndrome. Oh, look over here if I do this. And it's kind of like playing chess. You know, you move a piece and you don't realize that you expose another piece over here. So that's what a blind spot is. Mm. So what I do is I get in deep with my clients and help them understand, well, that's a great idea to move over here, but do you realize you just exposed your queen? Okay. Which sounds like a bad thing it to is. do. Well, the chess. queen, of course, because she's the female piece on the board, has all the power and oh, she can do the most stuff. Move anywhere she wants. Exactly. She's just crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, you she's lose her, charge. you're pretty, you're you know, you, some people can win, but I, not me. Not with her knights and your rooks and <laughs> your pawns. Give me no, a break. No, no, no. And that king. <laughs> How about the bishop? Where is he anyway? <laughs> Moving diagonally. Yeah. Anyway, so. Where were we? <laughs> we were taught, I don't know how we got into chess. I think that was my problem. But yes. in any event, so it's really helping them utilize a legal strategy and basically playing chess to win in their own businesses. So making sure that as they're moving this piece, they're not leaving a blind spot over here. As they're expanding and growing over here, they're not leaving their house exposed or they're not leaving the assets of their businesses exposed. If they're negotiating a lease for a building or something like that, realtors, brokers are fantastic. They can help you find the right space that's on the right corner that's going to give you the right traffic and the right parking for what you're doing in your business, but they're not going to help you make sure that it's going to function from a legal aspect for your business that, you know, two weeks after you move in, you're not going to find out the air conditioner broke and oops, 
broke. And oops, it's your responsibility to fix it. Yeah, because it's in subparagraph 37 on page 92 of the, gre- the lease that you signed in triplicate, and you didn't really understand it was in there. Right. Yeah. Or that you could have just paid a couple hundred dollars for an inspection of <laughs> everything and said, oh, well, that thing's going to break in two weeks, so right. I think we're going to have to negotiate something on the front end to make sure that I'm not footing the bill for something that you're delivering to me in a substandard condition. Because when you were talking to the entrepreneurs of the middle market firms that uh, that were in my peer group that you presented to, it is clear to me that you you bring the value of looking at their business goals and implementation and seeing it through a filter of the legal aspects of it, which I think many times, if not most times, sorry, listeners, CEOs of middle market companies, we don't think about the legal aspects of it. We're so emotionally or driven by the pro- potential that that kind of stuff isn't doesn't rise up to the same level of importance. But my experience is, if you've signed an agreement, that is the governing document. At the end of the day, if there's a dispute, we go back to the paper. And if you haven't spent the right time on the paper, guess what? You've given away a lot of potential value for your business. Is exactly. That- and the time to get the right terms in the agreement is when everyone's friendly. Yes. When they want your business. When they want your business, when everyone thinks they're moving forward, you know, together and we're going to do this and it's exciting and everyone's going to win. That's the time to get the terms of the agreement down, not when things are falling apart because emotions are high. And yes, entrepreneurs have great vision. They have great ideas. That's what makes them succeed at what they do. But they need a team of people to support them that can focus on more of the details and on the things that 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 entrepreneur isn't going to do because that's not what they do. They're they're deal makers and vision makers and dreamers and they're getting out there and making things that someone like me would never think of. Right, and and I focus more on the prevention and protection of the business, but you clearly, Laura Ledoux, who is legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire, uh, helped me to see that it's also opportunity-based. It's not just covering your behind and understanding your contracts, but it's actually using the tool to your advantage and creating relationships that can really enhance the business's performance because my experience in working with these size businesses, as they grow, they really do need to have a legal strategy because the basic underpinnings of the business may need to change because what worked when you were five employees or whatever or no employees doesn't work when you're 10 employees or 10,000 employees. And you better keep modifying that and to, because if you don't, then once it happens, then you're really at risk. Exactly. That's, and that's not the time to go, well, we, we, we never looked at our employment agreements or whatever the case may be. Exactly. And, and then you'll have that one employee that did. Right. And then they're they're taking it and wielding it as a big stick yeah. over you. This one so. page worked when I hired my five people that we started the business with. It doesn't work with the 50th employee who's not as closely aligned to me as maybe the original five were, exactly. right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you always have to keep re- – just because you did it right the first time doesn't mean it's right now. Right. And that's a good point because a lot of clients ask me, do I have forms on my website? Where can, can they purchase right. forms for me? No. Everybody's unique. Every business is unique. Every contract, every agreement, everything that you're doing is unique. But you have a ton of resources at your disposal because I know you were very helpful with the CEOs in my groups about Thank giving you. information that they could use. Because many times it's just knowing where to look. Exactly. And I, I help my clients a lot with doing research. So I really save them money on both ends because I help them. If they don't want to pay me to do the research, I can help them identify where they can find out the, that information them themselves or delegate it to an assistant or something like that and then in the event that they do get sued or that they do need an attorney to work with i'm getting everything ready and packaged for that attorney so it costs them a lot less money in legal fees to that actual attorney it's very distracting to have to deal with a lawsuit 
to a middle market, smaller middle market company. It it can be all depending on the suit. It can be all all consuming. Absolutely. Unfortunately, and to have somebody in your corner who can sort of translate and not forget the business because that was always my frustration uh, in business is that sometimes when you get too engaged with with your attorneys, you lose the sight of the business for the arcaneness of the words and the and, mm-hmm. the, and the details, and you feel like Jesus this isn't even really the business anymore. Having somebody like you who could do that translation, I think, would be invaluable. Now, I know you do workshops and seminars, and you really do give back to people. Can we talk a little bit with the time that we have left about what you do in the area of workshops and seminars and events that you have planned? Sure. I don't have anything planned right now. I've got a couple of things in the works and waiting to get dates finalized. I do have a new offering that we can talk about if there's time permitting. But for your audience, what I'm what I have coming up is... Workshops that talk about how you can protect your most important assets, use joint ventures and strategic alliances to increase your revenue, 10 ways to keep yourself and your business out of the courtroom, how you can use intellectual properties such as trademarks, service marks for your brand, logo, and other offerings, protecting your business with the right agreements because a lot of times we don't have non-disclosure agreements in place, we don't have confidentiality agreements in place with that virtual assistant that we have working in Dallas for us that has... (laughs) Access to our bookkeeping and our credit card numbers and our customer database. (laughs) And then suddenly that person gets angry and oops, now your information is compromised. So those are just some of the types of things that I do. And I can come to individual businesses if people want to, you know, contact me. I, I have different spaces around Orange County that I can set up a workshop for five or more people and customize that to what they're particularly needing. Well, how would they find you online then? They can find me at lauraledoux.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-D-O-U-X.com. Do that again. <laughs> lauraledoux.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-D-O-U-X.com. That's a fantastic name. Thank it's, you. It sounds like you should have gone to school in New Orleans and, you know, that whole Louisiana kind of thing. I don't know why, but maybe it's the French sounding to your name. It's, <laughs> it's very nice. All right. So did you say you had a special offer? Did we cover everything in that area? Did you say? We did cover everything okay. in that area. Right. I do have sure. a special offer. Wow. I do, uh, if you, there we go. If you, Pay attention. <laughs> get in touch with me by August 15th. You will get a free 15-minute consultation. And when you mention Critical Mass Radio, you will get a special incentive. And that's 2014, ladies and gentlemen, because our Thank archives you. last forever. And somebody might be calling you in 2024, 20, and you, you know the offer is no more because <laughs> who knows. All right, Laura Ledoux, thanks for being a friend of the program. You're, you're wonderful at what you do. It's such an interesting niche. If you're a CEO of a middle market firm out there and you're wondering, what is my legal strategy? Maybe the first place to go is to contact Laura to at least figure out what that means to you and your business because you certainly need to have one. Thanks for being a friend of the program and welcome to our community here. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Always. As always. And I highly recommend her to speak to your groups. I've seen her firsthand and they love it. The show has been brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunnally. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Marketing strategist and live events manager, Asia Celestino. Our social media manager is Melissa Padani. VP of sales, as I said earlier in the show, is Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or refer a future guest or advertise on our platform, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. 
focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.